0: Well, hello everybody. It's so heartwarming to see you all this morning. Welcome to this first online service on Zoom for Kensington Unitarians. Welcome to congregation members, to friends and visitors joining us today. And to all of you who may be listening to or watching this service sometime in the future. Let's together create this as a sacred time and space, made holy by our presence and by our intention. So though we choose to keep a physical distance, yet we can create community still across these physical distances by spending time together and by affirming the value of gathering in community in this way. So let's join in taking a conscious breath, all of us together now, and allow that to settle us in the here and now, choosing to spend this time in attending to matters of the spirit. And so I light our chalice flame, this symbol of our Unitarian community the world over. The oneness of its light, reminding us that we are one people, living one life here on our planet Earth home. Let's focus for a few moments on this flame. Let's imagine a light shining within each of us and beaming out to a world so in need of its illumination and its warmth. As the uh, Buddha reminded his followers, a candle could give light to a thousand other candles and its light would not be diminished in the slightest. So I wonder how each of us might share our light with the world this day. We're moving now into a time of prayer. As you're probably aware, today marks the 72nd anniversary of the establishment of the NHS, our National Health Service. So let's pause for a moment in recognition of the skills, commitments, achievements, kindness and the diversity of over 1.9 million NHS staff members, spreading across more than 350 different professions. And I know we're especially aware of the great sacrifices many of them have made in recent months in response to the COVID-19 pandemic and, and especially, of course, those staff members who have died as a result of their work. And so we join in a time of reflection and prayer, and I call on the divine spirit of life and love to be with us now and to bless all that we say and do together this day. Life in our world continues to be so very uncertain. And many people are worried, afraid, confused. May we all find places of inner peace deep within us to bring us some steadiness when so much is unsure. There is perhaps much that angers us Injustice, lies, cruelties both deliberate and thoughtless. So may we find inner guidance showing us how to most effectively channel our frustrations and our rage. When in weariness we think to give up, may we find the energy and the commitment to continue to take one more step in creating a world where love and justice and compassion guide and strengthen human societies. And in a few moments of stillness now, I invite you to speak your own prayers for those you know to be in need this day. Those people or places or situations that you hold especially in your heart. And may our world be a little kinder and brighter for everyone this day. And may each of us do what we can with what we have to spread the illumination of light and love. And let us to this aspiration say together, Amen. So may it be. And now let me hand over to John Humphreys, who has today's reading for us.
1: Good morning, everybody. This reading is an extract from a piece called Good Work, written by Sufi teacher Elias Amidon. I believe that we can contribute to real change and that we do every time we turn our hearts, minds, and bodies to what I'm calling here, good work. What's good work? Any work that heals, any work that protects and nurtures life in its wholeness, any work that contributes to the beauty and flourishing of the community of life on earth. It's that simple. The challenging practice for each of us is to ask of whatever work we find ourselves doing, is this good work? Does it heal? Does it protect and nurture life? Does it contribute to the beauty and flourishing of life on earth? And one more thing, now that I'm giving advice, Even good work can become anti-life if we treat it as drudgery. Sweeping the floor, chopping vegetables, washing the windows. These tasks definitely nurture life, but that nurturing can be betrayed by by our attitude if we resent doing them. The other day, I was trying to fix a small leak in the plumbing in the crawl space under our house. A task I felt fine doing until I had to wriggle under a pipe on my belly through the dust and the cobwebs and suddenly I cursed, feeling irritated and sorry for myself. The sound of my curse stopped me. I lay there in the dust and realized what I was doing. I was making good work into bad work. I was letting a challenging situation for my aging body infect my spirit with annoyance and self-pity. That's all I needed in that moment, that realization. My irritation vanished. I kept wriggling along got to where I needed to be, and fixed what needed fixing. Good work, all of it. The point I'm hoping to make here is that in the face of all that's going wrong, all that's mean and destructive and unholy, neither complaining nor giving up will change the, directory, the trajectory we're on. Our very best chance of making a better world is for each of us to find and create good work, the work that needs to be done. There's so much of it.
0: Thank you, John we're moving into a time of meditation now and I've got some really simple but effective words that I've been using recently. They're written by Thich Nhat Hanh uh, from the Buddhist tradition. So you might want to find a comfy position now in order to focus inwards. These words will be followed by a two minutes of silence and that will lead into some piano music played for us by Peter Crockford one of our regular and much missed musicians here at church. You may recognize the piece as based on Deep River from the African-American song tradition. It's a song expressing hope and longing, the human soul's universal longing for freedom. We'll have about um, six minutes altogether for this meditation, so let's get comfortable perhaps softening our gaze or closing our eyes, paying attention to the quality of our breathing, and slowing the breath down or softly deepening it. Breathing into our belly, We might feel some of the tension leaving our shoulders as they move downwards towards the floor. The breath helping to relax muscles of the head, face and neck. Maybe imagining a soothing hand brushing cares from our forehead or wherever we hold tension. in our backs, maybe, or even in our feet and toes. We have so many different muscles that can hold tension without us realizing sometimes. Let's use the rhythm of the breath to ease our bodies. I'll read these few short lines from Thich Han twice through, and then we'll join in a shared silence and that will end with Peter's piano music. Breathing in, I am aware of my in-breath. Breathing out, I am aware of my outbreath breathing in I am aware of my body breathing out I release any tension in my body breathing in Present moment. Breathing out. Wonderful moment. Breathing in. I am aware of my in-breath. Breathing out. I am aware of my out-breath. Breathing in, I am aware of my body. Breathing out, I release any tension in my body. Breathing in, present moment. Breathing out, wonderful moment. So earlier on we um, heard some words for meditation by Vietnamese Buddhist teacher Thich Nhat Hanh. They're adapted from his book about mindfulness at work, in which he tells a lovely story of a busy visiting scholar who found him gardening at Plum Village in France, tending to his lettuce plants. The scholar suggested he'd be better spending his time writing his valuable poetry Since anybody in the community could grow lettuces, but only Thich Nhat Hanh could write in the special way he wrote, poetically offering people the world over his take on ancient Buddhist teachings. Thich Nhat Hanh turned this small encounter into a useful teaching for us all by explaining that in order to serve the world with his poetic meditations, he also needs to spend time tending to the vegetable garden. Time spent gardening or washing the dishes or tidying the kitchen cupboards, they're all part of the whole. Each aspect of these, um, each, sorry, I've just missed uh, my place there a little bit. Time spent gardening or washing the dishes or tidying the cupboards, they're all part of the whole. Each aspect of life matters, but each is part of the whole and brings a particular insight or contribution. And the quality of attentiveness we bring to each aspect of our life will make a difference to every aspect, not only of our own living, but to the life of the wider world. How we live, it affects others. And it's a similar message Sufi teacher Elias Amidon brings us in the reading we heard earlier on we're living in a troubled time, and that's for sure. There is much to disturb us. All the more reason then to pay close attention to seemingly small aspects of life. In the times we find ourselves in, we may feel overwhelmed by the needs we are aware of all around us, the many issues that cry out, not just for our attention, but also for our action. In the face of such great need, it's hardly surprising that many of us are experiencing hopelessness and disempowerment at times. But the antidote to such great need and the contribution we can make to our world is the good work Elias reminds us. And what is the good work? He suggests a few questions we might ask ourselves when we are about to do something Is this good work? Does it heal? Does it protect and nurture life? Does it contribute to the beauty and flourishing of life on earth? The good work for most of us may be small, may be personal, and may at times seem to us insignificant or even futile. And yet, and yet it is still Worth the effort. Just as drops of water can slowly wear away the toughest of stones, just as roots of a plant may bit by bit work their way into a crevice in a wall, just as a gentle breeze may open a gateway just a little bit wider and allow some creature the opportunity to seize its birthright of freedom. So may our small actions bring about change in our world. Here in Britain, as well as in many other lands, we've experienced months now of altered ways of living. Our lives have centered and continue to center for many of us within our homes or close localities. I've been so moved to hear how some of you have been managing your lives during these days those of you who've been noticing the smaller details of life, enjoying window boxes and balconies, gardens, allotments, and parks, particular views from particular windows, appreciating the creatures we share our planet earth home with, even here in busy London, the birds and the foxes, and I've even heard tell of an occasional frog. They've all been mentioned. People putting their energy into growing plants for food and for beauty. Many of us have deepened our appreciation of neighbors and friends now that we have more time to talk on the phone or to say hello when we meet at a safe distance, of course. And those of you who've been out to the shops have told me of chats with shop assistants or delivery drivers where you've taken the opportunity to thank them for working and for making life a bit easier and safer for the rest of us. As we pay greater attention to the small aspects of everyday life, we've been given an opportunity to pay more attention to the qualities we bring to any task and any encounter because it matters, doesn't it, how we approach every aspect of our living, including the attitude we bring to all that we do. In these demanding times in which we live, let's all dedicate ourselves to doing good work and bringing the best of ourselves to the fore. And who knows, we might just change the world Amen. Now there are many things that I miss about us not being able to meet in person here at church. I miss you all, most of all, people. And I also miss singing together. Now now singing on Zoom is a strange experience as some of you will already know, but we will all be muted. And that means we can sing as loud as we want and nobody will mind except maybe your neighbours. And this hymn, One More Step, is a very short hymn. So I just suggest that you would sing out really loud and the neighbours will never guess it was you. We're going to be hearing a recording of the hymn to sing along with. It's been made for us by the Unitarian Music Society and the words will be shown on the screen. One more step, we will take one more step till there is peace for us and everyone. We'll take one more step. Jane, it worked. And so a few announcements. Uh, My thanks definitely go to Jane and Janine and Jenny uh, for extensive background work today, and to our musicians, Trevor Alexander, Peter Crockford and Abby Larimier. All of you, much, much appreciated. It's been a real pleasure to see all of you today, albeit on a screen rather than in person. We'll be back here again next week for a 10 a.m. service on Zoom and you're also welcome to join us for our 10.30 coffee morning again on Zoom on Tuesday. Like uh, all organizations or most organizations, we've had a serious dip in our finances so many thanks to all of you who are now making standing order payments to help the congregation and those of you who've made really generous one-off donations and we'll soon have an easy way for us all to donate online. Um, We're going to have some closing words in a moment, followed by a song about daisies. So I invite you all to select gallery view now so that we can all see each other for these closing words. And so I extinguish our chalice flame but not the warmth of this community. And I send the light of this candle out into the world for all those who yearn to belong, that nobody might feel excluded or isolated this day. Let's take a moment to look at one another. Breathing in an awareness of the others here with us this day, as well as connecting in thought and love with others who could not join us, and breathing out a loving appreciation of one and of all. Way back in the first century AD, a time perhaps just as troubled as our own, Rabbi Tarfon wrote these words of advice for those of us who care about our world. Do not be daunted by the enormity of the world's grief. Do justly now. Love mercy now. Walk humbly now. You are not obligated to complete the work, but neither are you free to abandon it. So let's all of us in the days ahead take one more step. And do our bit of good work as best we can, with love and commitment guiding our way. Amen. Go well, everyone, and blessed be.